0: Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. You guys ready for this? Be honest.
1: Absolutely. Right in. You ready for this? Oh, me? Yeah, you Theodis, you and me. Oh yeah, absolutely. I thought you were talking to somebody else. Yeah. I'm
0: talking to you. I'm saying we got no official intro. It's you and me. We're running today. So we got Theodis Persons here today. I'm Jesse Zagorski. This is Labor Day. This is a special agent power huddle for Labor Day. Um, I figure we'll probably have a small crew with us live, but we'll have plenty of people listening back later from barbecues, you know, celebrating the last day. They can wear their white outfit at the end of summer or whatever. I don't know what the rules are for Labor
1: Day, but something's going to change tomorrow, right? Right, right, and when you know this topic, Jesse, when you said the topic of fire, my my brain just was like, oh. that's why I sent you a uh, you know a message it's like, so where do you want to go with this? You know what I mean? Because there's so much here, but we have so little time to squeeze it into. So just want to make sure we don't end up in another galaxy. All right.
0: (laughs) If we end up in another galaxy, it'll be in a good, it'll be in a good way. Right. So here's, here's how this topic came about. Right. So those of you listening live, if you're on Facebook watching, um, we can't see your Facebook comments because I, I can't be in two places at once this morning. So if you're on Facebook and you want to join us live in this discussion, bounce on over to agentpowerhuddle.com and you can be on Zoom with us and, and chat with us live. Anyway, here's what the and I are going to talk about. I said Theodos, the topic for the morning is fire. That's it. I believe that, and along with a lot of other people, Tony Robbins, all these other trainers, that energy is the most important thing you can possibly have to create success in your business, your personal life, everything. And we've done other tactical steps as to like, how do you develop that energy? Theodis has talked about his journey. I just wanna have an open conversation because some mornings you wake up and you feel that fire in your belly, some mornings you don't. Theodis and I have gone through an interesting journey. He made a comment a few weeks ago that stuck with me. He said he had like a nine year period of no motivation. And the man that I see here on camera with me, the guy who I saw last night posted, he just got accepted to the Bay to bridge or the bridge to bridge swim. It's a 6.3 mile open water swim through the freezing San Francisco Bay. Like we'll talk about that. I'm sure this morning, but like that is a very different person than someone who for nine years said you had nothing going on. Where where do you want to start with this first the Let's just, what what are your feelings when I, when I say fire, what does that mean to you? Let's start there.
1: Well, fire, I, 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 My personal relationship with that, what that means is basically just our fuel, our fuel source, like people call it motivation. But that fire is that that instinctual thing that helps us get up in the morning, that prime more, you know, that just that survival mode. Like I have to keep going no matter what, you know what I mean? and for me i don't you know it's actually more of a nuclear reactor now you know what i'm saying uh, but there was a time when there was nothing burning in my furnace and I, well, that's and what, I remember that's, that. what,
0: that's what i want to ask about let's just dive right in there like, if you guys are okay with it i want to get a little real this morning because i've had a couple phases in my adult life where i was pretty depressed and i'm a pretty high energy guy i feel in general like i get up at 4 am and i'm excited and some days i don't want to get out of bed but it's few and far between because i feel like i'm in line with my purpose and i got passion but i had some big periods of time where i was just downright depressed and then the honest the man that i see on camera to have a period of nine years of that i'd like to figure out if you can reverse engineer what what started that nine-year period and how did we get out of it like what, what happened at the beginning of that that
1: period well i think for me it was you know you know, growing up, you're I'll keep this real short, but growing up, you're told a lot of things. Right. And you believe a lot of things. But then you get to an age and you realize a lot of it was a lie. Right. And then you so you're 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 going on this path to go to college and do this stuff. And basically, I was on this path that that I was told I was supposed to do, but it did not resonate with me internally. So I was almost like a puppet of the plan. And, and and another way of saying that was I was not in integrity with myself. So what that created was conflict. And so can you imagine getting up and doing something every day and your heart's not in it? Yeah,
0: I, I mean, this is, this is probably a great time because I had something I want to share that'll tie into this completely. I was taught by a teacher years ago, Theodos, and write this down. If you're not driving, stop and write this down. The way you are in one thing is the way you are in everything.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: The way you are in one thing is the way you are in everything. So what you just said, that ties in completely. If you wake up every day, you're not in integrity with yourself, that's going to spill over to everything else in your life. Is that (laughs) that kind of what happened and just like spiraled for nine years, basically?
1: Well, you know, it was, you know, there are some things that life showed up. That's the other piece. You know, I lost my mom, you know, at 17 and met my dad for the first time two weeks before she passed away. So it was like this perfect storm, right? That hit me all at once. And at 17 years old, you know, you, 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 you're raised to just throw some, some some dirt on it or, you know, men are not supposed to cry. You're just supposed to suck it up. But reality, I was in a lot of pain. I didn't know how to do anything about it, but it was so intense that I didn't want to be here anymore. But I was too much of a coward to take my life. So instead, I just lived a lifestyle that someone would probably end up doing it for me, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Like I'm too much of a coward just to just do it, but I'm going to put myself in situations that there's a high chance that someone may do it for me. Yeah.
0: And, and even though you were 17, by the way, it doesn't matter how old you are. right? Yeah. So, so I will, I will jump in and say for anyone who's listening, if this is, if this is touching a nerve or triggering anything, if you've ever gone through a period like this, I mean, it's, it's real and there are people out there that care about you and reach like reach out right and i mean just to, i got to throw that in there anytime the subject comes up like this because it's a
1: it's it is real and it started at 17 and you know it really i didn't really get you know into the solution till i was 30 but there was a 9 year period where you know i didn't believe i would make it to 30 you know what i'm saying and um, in that process you know, to wake up day in and day out with no purpose, to have no fire, no driving. You know, it's it's what I call a prison with no walls. You know, people live today in a prison with no walls and don't really realize they actually have a key to let themselves out. So that's what it was about for me. You know, that nine years was basically being in a prison with no walls.
0: So Theodos has not written a book. However, if you'd like to read a book that reminded me of the same, I mean, maybe you should write a book, dude, but the, the same talk, about, have you read David, uh, David Goggins' Can't Hurt Me? Yes, yeah. oh, hell yes. How much of what you're talking about reminds me of, of- yeah. he, had, he had an even more traumatic childhood. I mean, that, that was, he was grew up in, yeah. like literally he says, I grew up in hell. But, and mm-hmm. those of you listening, if you didn't grow up with a traumatic childhood, like I had a really easy childhood. It doesn't matter what your background was. Right. will go through periods. So, so when, you, when you came out of it, you said, when you were 30, you found the solution. What shifted at 30?
1: Well, I think what before my the dark cloud over my hand was all about me. Why me? Why me? Why this? Why did why do I why was my hand? Why was I dealt this hand? Like this person over here doesn't you know, I was had a bad case of the why me. And I had someone get in my face one of my mentors and basically was like, why not you? You know, and that helped me start to change the narrative and then on top of that you know my daughter was born and i remember that was the first time that i realized something so precious and so beautiful was dependent on me getting my stuff together that makes any sense it, it absolutely makes sense. So you know, that was the first time I experienced it. It was always about the artists. It wasn't about nobody else. I didn't care about nobody else. But when my daughter came, I was like, oh, wait a minute. She's like an, an angel. And I remember I was a hot mess in my teens and stuff. So I'm like, there is no way I'm going to send my daughter out there to the wolves, you know, with gravy on her. It's just like I need to get my act together so <laughs> I can be. Present in her life, so that was one of the catalysts, but not the only one. But that was the the, the shift when I went from selfish theodas, always about me, to realizing whoa, somebody else is dependent on me. Yeah, I got to, I got to step up, right?
0: yeah and, and I'm always looking for takeaways. So obviously, we are not promoting anybody go out and just have a child to change their life. No, no, that's a separate. That's a separate. Yeah. Discussion. But but the catalyst was it was something that forced you to look outside yourself. Exactly. Right? If you, if you are in a downward spiral. It's usually an inward focus to get fire back. Like you had to look outside to, to focus on what's out there in order to start regaining that fire.
1: Right. And it wasn't just that she was born. I realized I had a higher responsibility because my dad wasn't present for me. So this is like, whoa, not only am I, I have a, someone dependent on me, here's my opportunity to break the cycle. You see um, what I'm saying? Then it, it just went boop.
0: It, it's it's big. And so yeah. that, t- that ties into the second part that I want to ask about. So when you talk about purpose, um, we heard Tony Robbins in Dallas talking a couple of weeks ago, and he and I was trying to find the direct quote this morning. So maybe you remember the exact quote. I can't remember, but he said something about the team on the field that wins isn't always the best one. It's the one that builds the most. It was it builds the most momentum. Did you remember right. what that,
1: was? Mm-hmm. that what it was? The, mo- the most momentum, absolutely.
0: So, so as you shifted in that moment at 30, okay, your daughter's born, you realize it's not just about your daughter, but then let's break the cycle, this higher purpose. You shifted. Beginning momentum is hard. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's it's sometimes it's not difficult, but it takes effort. That's the hardest part to get going. Did you find that like that initial period was the hardest? And then as you built momentum, it got easier and easier. Is it just been a straight line like fire since then? How, how has your life been since that moment?
1: Well, you know. It's, you know, I say that the idea is a spark, right? The idea is a spark, but the appropriate course of action is what fans and fuels the fire. So it wasn't just, you know, my daughter was born. It's like I started having ideas. I started having visions of how I wanted my life to be. I started to have the mindset that, I'm not going to be a victim of my past. I I won't just want to be I don't want to just be a survivor, but I want to thrive in spite of what happened to me in my past. So as these type of thoughts that are changing gradually, not overnight, then I sought help for people to help me develop the appropriate course of action to make it manifest.
0: Yeah, that totally makes sense. So, so for, for me, I'm gonna weave in a little bit of yeah, yeah, my story because it's so interesting. So back in January of 2019, we're looking at about that two, two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I just joined EXP like a, like a month before that. And I was making these changes in my business. And I had this giant team. I had 21 agents in my sales team. I want to bring this back into realtor land. And I was feeling like pretty good. I was like, all right, I got 21 agents on my team. We just doubled literally over the course of three months. We went from 14 agents to 21 agents. I feel like I'm I'm crushing it. I had, you know, shut down my independent brokerage. I ran it for 14 years. I joined eXp. I'm excited. And January of 2019 came and I don't know if you remember how your business was in January of 2019. Do you remember that month? Because I remember it specifically. Do you got any memory of that month?
1: It flatlined for me.
0: It flatlined for everyone. I don't know why. Something in the (laughs) country, just briefly, it was this weird blip of like, everything kind of shut off for a minute. (laughs) And so I had 21 agents. I want you to take a guess, the honest. What is the least amount of houses that 21 agents can sell in a month? What do you think?
1: Zero. we
0: got shut out. We had zero. (laughs) We had 21 agents sell zero houses. I lost $40,000 in January of 2019 as a team. And I started freaking out. I had a new baby that was just born about six months earlier. You know, my son was three baby was just born. I had this new business. I'm like, ah, February. We had like a half shutout and I lost 25 grand. So I started the year 2019 $65,000 in the hole. I hope people who are listening are starting to feel a sense of like, anxiety and the walls closing in. Cause that's what I was feeling in that moment. And I just went into freak out mode. Like I disconnected from everything and anyone. I went head down. And I'd like to say that like it created motivation, but it didn't, the level of fear was so high. I went like, I got, I got into action, but only for like the two or three hours a day that I needed to. And the rest of the day I curled up into a ball under my desk. Like literally I was just like, I was, I, I was, I was re- it was really dark dude. I was really, just, I was scared. And so as I came through that, it took till about August that like, I sold a bunch of houses. I made stuff happen. I just, I didn't even talk to the agents on my team much as cash flow started getting better. I started coming out of my like deep, dark depression and kind of seeing something, but I was still just kind of like floating. I'm curious if this resonates with you.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Right. So I sat in a room, it was September, actually it was August of 2019. I remember sitting in this room with a guy named Gene Frederick, you know, Gene Frederick. Mm-hmm. absolutely so, yeah. so gene, gene frederick is a mentor to a lot of us he's drawing up on, the, on this board he's do, doing this stuff on a whiteboard and he's basically walking a small group of us through this through this blueprint and i still get chills on my arm thinking about as i saw this vision of what he laid out for me and it doesn't matter what it was but like he, he laid his vision and all of a sudden everything aligned and it was like that all of a sudden i literally i, I started tearing up i got chills And immediately the fire came back. It was the weirdest thing. And from then on, for months, I went from sleeping as much as I could every day, literally the middle of the day, taking naps, like trying to avoid thinking the darkest thoughts I could think, and to just like barely needing any sleep, just like in line on fire. Is that normal? Does that resonate with you? Like, have you experienced that in your life? Is it?
1: Absolutely. You know, know, that term adrenal fatigue, you know, we're burning the candles for both ends and we're go, go, go. And there's a saying, if we don't take time out to take care of ourselves, we will have time to take care of our illness. Right. I just saw it. Someone posted it. And Jesse, it's good for people to hear you share that because you're a superhero in in a lot of people's eyes. You know, like you're one of my superheroes. And um, that humanized you for me, you know, because I know I'm like, wow, I'm a high achiever in a lot of you know respects but i go through it and seeing you go through it was confirmation that we all have to go through that cycle yeah. to be better it's like a market correction you know what i mean whether it's stocks crypto real estate you know what i mean everything's like whoa it's it's the and then hero. it comes back oh!
0: <laughs> it's the hero's journey. It's the hero. Right. <laughs> you ever seen Star Wars, Harry Potter? Like, yeah. I mean, they're all the same. It, it's ever since the ancient Greek writing. It's the hero's journey. You got to, you build up and you have some challenges. You come down and you, and you build up and you, and you excel again. That's just, I feel like that's, that's life. And then the second part for me was just in this last year, once I started back to hitting some success and started hitting goals again, I went into coast mode. I went into, and then I oh, lost right? that fire.
1: What? Was it like flow or coast? Coach, not flow. I lost.
0: I was in flow for like nine months and just like creative and not needing sleep, and things were good. And suddenly I found myself. I find when I'm not having fire, I watch a lot of Netflix shows. Mm. I don't know about you or anyone listening, but like I'll know that things are not going as well in my life mentally. Like when I'm watching series after series at night,
1: Uh, series binging.
0: I'm not judging anyone who, like, if that's the way you unwind, that's just not how I'm wired. And so when I'm watching, like, like occasionally I still like to watch stuff, but, but if I'm watching like a bunch of Netflix or I was watching movies in the middle of the day, like, Ooh. yeah. Like I, I would just be like, I'm just going to watch 10 minutes of this thing I hadn't finished the night before. I'm just going to put it on like two in the afternoon. <laughs> and this is like in the last year, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause I, I hit my goals and I never recalibrated it. And I just, I was like, yeah, okay. Things are going good. Right. And then all of a sudden about four months ago, I don't know when it was exactly. I had to sit maybe less. I had the same moment where something just clicked and I'm trying to reverse engineer for myself what it was, but I just started needing less sleep. Not like a manic episode. I mean, just literally like, I just got happy. I just got focused. I felt like I was in line with what I wanted to be doing. And suddenly things started clicking again. I, I'm, I, I see you as that sort of same sort of person that probably has those periods. Oh,
1: absolutely. And as you're talking, Jesse, once again, it's just a confirmation that, We need these corrections, because if we the fire and hunger, to me, that's the same thing. You know, it's hard to be hungry when we full when we're full. Right. But then we start doing these things that I don't know. It takes the fight out of the dog slowly, whether it's scrolling on this too much, watching Netflix, um, whatever, you know it is for an individual that there's certain things that slowly start to take to fight out the dog. And a lot of times it's reaching the goal. And that's one of the reasons why I'll set like something crazy out there, like the beta, you know, bridge to bridge swim. It's just ridiculous. I can't even comprehend what that means. There's some small uh, uh, print that says, only strong swimmers should, you know, take on this, this, uh, this event. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't consider myself a strong swimmer, but I'm a little cray-cray, right? But look, I got like a month and a half to be strong enough to finish. So just having that out there, it helps me with what you just explained, Jesse, is that, you know, that ebb and flow of some days. I mean, sometimes we go through periods of time where we're on and then we go, then we reach that flat period. And how do we get back to on once we hit that flat period?
0: that's what that, that is the whole point i wanted to get to this morning that's why i wanted to do this show it's labor day most people are out either asleep at barbecues i don't know what they're doing right now and you and i were like we're doing a call yeah we're doing a call and yeah. the six people on here live by the way i love every one of you i love everyone listening to the recording later hey what's up y'all i'm not i'm not judging anyone who's taking a break this morning but if they said you're doing a call like we got stuff to talk about I, this is the part i want to get to because everybody is different What worked for me may not work for the I have found that when I sleep a little less, I get more energized. Mm -hmm. It's really weird. I just know that I'm wired that way. When I used to be a musician and I'd stay up all night writing music, I'd actually get more wired. When I sleep a lot more, I actually have a lower resonating energy pace. Right. I don't know if that's normal for most people. How, what are you like, the honest?
1: Yeah. If I sleep too much, I suck. I'll wake up. It's like, I need more coffee. It's just like, but if I'm a little deprived, I'm like, no. And, but, and I, re-
0: I recently started experimenting with intermittent fasting. I don't know anything about it. I am not promoting it at all because <laughs> my version of intermittent fasting is I now do a protein shake in the morning and then I don't have any snacks until lunch. I know that's not a real intermittent fast. But, right. but I've lowered my caloric intake because I used to snack like graze all the time. And I noticed that my body feels a little sharper when I just through the first half of the day, it's really interesting. So for me, I was experimenting that worked for me. I have like a 200 calorie high protein shake. It's like I use a um, Dave Asprey's, you know, bulletproof coffee guy. He's got a, a collagen protein that's like high fat, high protein. I drink that with some almond milk and that's all I have until noon. and it's working for me. Maybe I'll throw in like a green drink, just like a veggie juice only sometime around noontime. And that makes me feel more energized and that keeps me sharp.
1: And I'll piggyback on that, Jesse. I mean, that's one thing that a lot of people, they wanna have energy or they wanna have fire, but they're not willing to look at the nutritional aspect of this. Remember, food is fuel, not necessarily to get full. So if we constantly have a belly full of stuff, our body uses a lot of resources. Resources to digest stuff. So it's kind of hard to be on point when your belly is just like trying to figure out all this latte and sugar and a big old fat pastry with jelly in it and frosting. Like you don't have a chance. We don't have a chance when we go there.
0: We apologize to anybody whose breakfast we've just ruined. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to make you spit out your, your Danish. It's all good. No, but you, you got to figure out what works for you. So I want to, before we run out of time, I do want to dig into this bridge to bridge swim you're doing. Mm-hmm. 6.3 miles, because this is another thing that I've noticed for me. It's no decision is truly made until you get into action. Right. Right. Like you can say I've made a decision for something, but it's once you actually see action, that's how you know, you've made a decision. And going back to the way you are in one thing is the way you are in everything. I see you Theodis, cause you're one of my heroes, dude. Like seriously, like I, I look up to you because you keep doing these things where I'm like, did he, did he just sign up for that? Like what? Like, okay. So he learned to swim. If you guys don't know the artist's story, most of you know it, but you learned to swim when
1: you were 40, correct? 45. That was two he, years ago.
0: He learned to swim when he was 45. Yeah. He lives in the Bay area of Northern California and decided that he wanted to swim with a lot of sharks, which to me is like outside of my, my comfort zone right there. And he's going to do a 6.3 open mile swim now, two years after learning the swim. But I guarantee that that, state you have to be in the person you become while going on that journey impacts the rest of your life as well. Tell me more about that.
1: That's the hidden gem. You know, it's not about finishing a swim. It's the person I will become in the preparation. Like the fact that I signed up, like I almost started crying right now because it's beyond being scared. I've seen way too many Jaws movies. You know, there's stuff down there that just might get me. You know what I mean? Like, let's just be 100, 1,000% real about that, right? And I'm not the strongest swimmer, but I know stroke by stroke, if I, if I you know, find my breath, and stroke by stroke, I will start and I will end. So there's a lot of stuff I'm going to have to work out here. But all those things that I work out will be transferable to my... My, my relationship with my wife, with my kids, with my business, you know what I'm saying? With my relationships. So this is just a way for me to cover all bases by setting you know, this goal that's just ridiculously spooky and scary, because it's going to make me challenge myself on a level that I've never been challenged before. And I can't duplicate it on land or I can't duplicate it at a Tony Robbins event or whatever. I'm getting my, you know what, out in that water. I'm going to have to jump out in the boat and figure out how to get back. Yeah. So, yes.
0: I, I love it. And for some people, by the way, you don't have to sign up for a 6.3 mile swim through freezing sharky waters. It might be for you just signing up for a 5K. It might just be calling the person you didn't want to call. I don't know what it is. Like, like I think it's different for everybody because you've got a different frame of reference. Like, if you want to go sign up for this, I think that would be above my fear threshold. I would probably lock down. But you didn't start with 6.3 miles. What was your first one you signed up for?
1: It was actually almost drowned in the pool. And then I realized all I had to do was stand up because I was in the shallow end. That's how we started, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's how we started. And then just a lot of pool practice. and, And, you know, I did my first triathlon in Santa Cruz. But I just want to say that, you know, we're talking about a bridge swim, this, you know, coming here on the Asian power huddle. I mean, Jason and I are on here. It may look like we're just, you know, this is accountability for me, because how can I speak to you genuinely on something that I'm not doing myself? So being Asian power huddle was an example of, you know, uh, stepping outside of the artist and being responsible for something bigger. Does that make sense, Jesse? I do
0: love that. I mean, it's it's interesting because we have our accountability calls at 5.15 a.m. California, 8.45 California. By the way, if you're part of our crew and you don't know about those accountability calls, reach out to me or Theodice, so we can get you connected. But uh, it's interesting that I never thought of Agent Power Huddle being another part of accountability in, in your world. And for anybody listening, it's absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Because throughout the week, it's like when things happen to me or I work through, I'm like, "Ooh, how can I communicate that? That can help somebody, right? Like, whoo, that was rough. You know, let me share that because I realized that's what we need. People see the finished product all the time, but they don't have much information about the process and how we get there. So which this, this talk today, Jesse, was on point. And, you know, you're a super you're a superhero, but we all have our kryptonite, right? And we have to, we have to battle back.
0: It's, I mean, it's real. If you judge yourself by what you see on social media, you're going to be depressed all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you only see the good stuff on social media. You rarely see people getting real and talking about what really goes on for them. So I have a video that a lot of the people on this call, I know they've seen this because I saved it on my phone and I watch it every day. I'm not going to play it right now, but but like, but but I could because Theodis dropped this video in a little messenger group we're all a part of. Um, a lot of people in our crew, and he was just lit up. He had gotten out of the water on an early morning swim. Do you remember the video I'm talking about, Theodis? Oh yeah, I was yeah. It's like a 40s, hour, and he's just like <laughs> yeah. Like and I watch that almost daily because it just I lo- I can feel the energy coming through a recording. It doesn't matter if it's not live. It was from a week or two ago. Like I can feel his energy, and that gets me fired up again. I think that's the last takeaway I want to leave is being here with all you guys. I hope this is a two-way street for you and for us. Like I get energy from you. I hope you get energy from us. That is one of the beauties of being a human being, is you get to share that energy with others. And anything you want to leave us with, Theodas?
1: Yeah, I'm just glad to be here. You guys enjoy the holiday. And please reach out to to Jesse and I because you know, last time I checked, pinched myself bleed red, just like everybody else. And um